Hello, everybody, and welcome to the RV Miles podcast, your home for RV and camping news, reviews, travel guides, and more. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby, and this is episode 59 of the RV Miles podcast. 59. 59. I don't know why that's an exciting number. 59. (laughs) I was thinking earlier today that first I couldn't believe that it's September. Like, I can't wrap my head around that. But then I thought, have we really been at this for 14 months? Yeah. With one week off. I was like, that is, I mean, that's just knowing us. That is amazing. Success. To me. Thought. Success. But anyway. Anyway, I interrupted your intro. <laughs> you sure did. Go for it. To get today's show notes, you can head over to rvmiles.com slash podcast. And RV Miles is also on social media. We are over at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Jason and I, along with Jack, Ethan, and Henry, who are hanging out watching Lego Ninjago, are at OurWanderingFamily.com, and we are also on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. On this episode, our big fall gear guide. The fall gear guide, even though it is not technically fall, I just want to point that out. I feel like we prepare people for the fall. I understand that, but I feel like most people think September is the fall. Fair enough. I just feel like these gear guides and so many other things just start coming out sooner and sooner and sooner each year. It's like the holidays. It's like we're already talking about Christmas in July and everyone's putting out their Christmas stuff. But it's September. I know it is. I'm just I'm just saying I'm, I'm trying to hold on to every last drop of <laughs> summer. Also, it's hard to talk fall when the temperature is going to be 90 degrees. I know we're, we are. We are coming to you from the Lewis and Clark Lake near Yankton, South Dakota. We're actually in Nebraska, just over the border. It's weird. This recreation area is on the Missouri River and the Missouri River is the border. And this sort of like islandy type area we're on is on the Nebraska side of the border. It's like I'm on one side and then I'm on the other. <laughs> and then I'm on one side and then I'm on but, the other. But like everything we go to is in South Dakota. Anyway, we are on our way towards the uh the Badlands and the Black Hills, but we're going to spend a little bit of time here in this area and we just left Omaha, Nebraska, which was a, a wonderful experience. A whirlwind experience. Five very busy days in Omaha. And we're going to be doing an episode recapping some of our experiences there next week. Yeah. And sometime in the future, too, I am very excited to talk about this campground that we are currently at because <sighs> this is not an exaggeration. Might be my favorite campground we've ever been we're in. We're so happy. Oh, it's, I think it's just that we're just so happy to be back at an Army Corps of Engineers We're campground. just with our people. And like, we're back. To, we're back. Like, and to having a campground with a, like a really good camp host. That oh, she was so nice. Camp hosts just make the difference. All the difference when they're in the world. Like super nice. And, Very kind. Yeah. So, But that's a conversation for another time because here at the uh, RV Miles Traveling Podcast Studio, it's fall. It's and fall. it's time to f- talk about fall gear. And we've got news and more. But first, this episode is sponsored by L.L. Bean. It sure is. And this year, L.L. Bean is joining up with the National Park Foundation, the official nonprofit partner of the National Park Service, to help you find your happy place. In an amazing system of more than 400 national parks, including historic and cultural sites, monuments, preserves, lakeshores and seashores that dot the American landscape, many of which you'll find just a short trip from home. L.L. Bean is proud to be an official partner of the National Park Foundation, and you can discover your perfect day in a park at Find Your Park. 
com. This is where we're at is a, a good example of finding the National Park Service near your home. We've been heading up the Lewis and Clark Trail, and this is the 50th anniversary of the National Trail System. So I find that appropriate. And we've got a, actually a gear recommendation later related to that. But the Lewis and Clark Lake and, and there's a visitor center at, in Omaha that we went to. A really great visitor center. The guy kind of shortchanged it, the ranger. He was like, yeah. what you see is what you get. But what we saw and what we got was really great. Yeah. I was like, don't shortchange this, man. This is great. <laughs> All right. We've got a lot to cover today. So let's hit the news. The first thing is obviously the big story of the week is Hurricane Florence, which just made landfall in the Carolinas. And uh, of course, we're thinking about everybody that is affected by it, that may be affected by it coming soon. Nearly half a million people without power already. And, you know, everybody says, why Why don't you just get out of there? Get out of there, especially to the people with the RVs. And, and we know it's not it's not always the easiest decision. You never know for sure exactly where the hurricane can hit. And when sometimes when people move, they move into the path of the hurricane instead of out of it. So I, yeah, I know it's all... A hurricane doesn't just turn in its like travel itinerary and be like, right. this is where I'm going. Yeah. And also, there are currently... 1.7 million people either under mandatory or voluntary evacuation. That's a lot of people to just pick up and leave. Yeah. 1.7 million. The uh, the predictions for this hurricane were, were pretty rough. It seems like it might be less than what they were thinking, uh, but it it's, still sounds like there's a lot of danger happening in ahead. So. so we know it'll be something to watch out for. Over the weekend, it's certainly not done just because the hurricane has made landfall doesn't mean that there's not a whole lot more to go with this story. So we are thinking of all of those who are working through this right now or may have loved ones that are in the path. And certainly if there's anything you want to do to help, there are a lot of organizations out there that I know could use volunteers or who could certainly use an extra dollar or two to help those being affected. Switching gears, the Hershey RV show in Hershey, Pennsylvania is going on right now. One of the, one of the three really biggest RV shows of the year. Do you think it's one of the sweetest RV shows? <laughs> Might be. Do you think the, they hear that a the lot? The town like quadruples in size every year when the RV shows in town. Chocolate and, sales go through the roof. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's sounding like this is going to be um, the biggest one ever. So we hope if you're there, that you're finding the RV of your dreams, if if that's what you're out there looking to do. Yeah, and if you've got pictures you're popping up on social media, tag us. We want to see them. We want to see what you're up to. Yeah. Along those lines, Winnebago has come out with a new trailer that'll be available soon. You know, their mini Winnie line has been really popular. And then they introduced the micro mini, which is a, a very small sort of ultralight travel trailer that is that's only seven feet wide so you get some weight reduction that way and some more towing clearance and you can sort of tow it with smaller vehicles well they're coming out now with the micro mini fifth wheel they have a mini winnie fifth wheel already but now they're coming out with the micro mini fifth wheel and this is in like the five thousand pound category so this is like a truly half ton towable fifth wheel trailer. it's like they've taken everything that you know about a fifth wheel which is supposed to be massive and just turned it upside down yeah. this thing i'm looking at a picture of it right now and my first thought was that can't possibly be a fifth wheel but it is yeah. and it's really cool 
So when people say you can't tow a fifth wheel with anything less than a three-quarter ton truck. Winnebago well, says. Well, here you Mm-mm. go. Well, and there have go. been other fifth wheels like this. Like the Scamp makes a fifth wheel. Those are like super cute. Are so, I get so excited every time we see a Scamp fifth wheel. They are yeah. so great looking. So those should be, to take a look out for them. I imagine the fit and finish inside will be very similar to the Micro Mini that you can already check out on Winnebago's website. But I assume they'll be adding the um, Micro Mini fifth wheel to their website soon, but it's not up there quite yet. Next, we have uh, we have a few different national park and, and public lands items that we want to cover. First of all, let's mention that our newest episode of the National Parks podcast is out. Yes, and this was a tough one for me this year, man. <laughs> you really made me work hard this week. Abby's not even on this one this week. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so this this week, this is a great story. We actually got this story from a Twitter chat. This is a, a Twitter chat that we participate in every week called hashtag park chat it's a great uh, weekly chat yeah. with a bunch of great national park loving individuals if you're on if you're on twitter check it out every wednesday at eight o'clock central there are guest hosts and we've guest hosted once and you, you there's a list of questions and you just sort of answer them and reply to them it's sort of an hour-long group chat anyway we got the idea for this week's national park podcast from a park chatter and it is about dr samuel mudd who was the physician that set John Wilkes Booth's leg after he killed Abraham Lincoln. And he broke his leg jumping up onto the stage at, at Ford's theater. You mean jumping down? I don't, I don't know if it was up or down. Really? When he broke you his don't leg. know? It makes sense that it would be jumping down, but everything I've read says jumping up. I'm so. just trying to wrap my head around how you break your leg jumping up onto know. a stage. Anyway, the episode is about, Dr. Mudd and his imprisonment at Dry Tortugas National Park, where the physician died and he ended up taking care of pretty much everyone on the island who had been uh, affected by yellow fever. He was then pardoned and sort of became a a bit of a hero. But uh, there was a movie called The Prisoner of Shark Island about Samuel Mudd, and then that was adapted into a radio play. And we got the the radio play and it stars Gary Cooper and we remastered a little bit and trimmed it a little bit, got the commercials out and things like that. So that is our episode of the America's National Parks podcast this week. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I had no issue backing out this week for Gary Cooper. <laughs> I'll back out of the podcast any week for someone like Gary Cooper. But in the in the real news. <laughs> for for national parks and, and public lands. Yellowstone National Park hosted 813,970 visits in August 2018, which is 11% down from August of the previous year, which was their busiest on record. So far in 2018, the park has hosted just over 3 million visits, down 3% total from this, from the same period last year. We've kind of been seeing this in a few different places that national park attendance numbers are down a little bit from last year. We've seen state park services issue press releases saying that camping is down a little bit, South Dakota being one of them. I think a lot of the fever last year came off of the The 100-year anniversary of the parks, I would say. You know, I will flip that, and I will also say I do not doubt that some of this dip has to do with increased fees 
Yeah. Well, and I also think some of the getting campgrounds. I think some of the fever last year was because so many people rushed out to get their senior passes before the price went up and all that sort of thing. Exactly. The price has really impacted a lot of people's abilities to visit the parks. And I think that the weather also, obviously, the massive amount of wildfires we have had in the West has played a huge role for some of those parks. But I would say to some of these state parks that have also been raising their fees or implementing entrance fees into the parks, that that could possibly be hurting attendance as well. Yeah. Speaking of forest fires, to date, 3,060 fires have burned over 1.1 million acres in Oregon and Washington. 72% of those fires were human caused. 72%. Yeah, let's think about that for a minute. Like that's a, that's a huge number. The summer firefighting costs in Oregon and Washington have exceeded $521 million because 72% being human caused. And the thing is, now, this comes from the Forest Service of the Northwest. Too, right. So there are a lot more. Yeah, not, I mean, we're literally talking Oregon and Washington. Yeah. There I just wanted to make it clear we're not making up more, these numbers. Yeah. And there are many more states with more fires. But the thing is, and we've said this before, is you keep hearing about how wildfires are natural and that they're important for the forest. And that is absolutely true. But the issue is most naturally caused wildfires are caused by lightning and they're followed by rainstorms or periods of rain and they get put out because of that when you're experiencing a really dry period and a human causes a fire and there's no rain in sight for for weeks that then it's not natural in the same way it it spreads much further than it should if we just took this number for washington and oregon only 28 percent of those fires should have happened this summer. 28% is what nature intended to have happen. We decided or we created the other 72% of those fires. And the ones we create are worse than the ones nature creates. So it's just, it's all around. It's frustrating. It's It's really frustrating to see numbers like this. Because it just hurts everybody all around. It hurts the people in the community. It hurts the parks and their attendance. It hurts the air quality hurts for, the air for quality. hundreds and hundreds of miles. It puts it puts wildlife in that area at risk. So many people's lives are upended. So many animals are upended when fires like this just rage and rage and rage. Anyway, it's nice to see the fire season coming to an end. But it was it was a rough year for fires this year. And hats off to all of the volunteers and all of the firefighters out there who have worked tirelessly fighting these fires. Some it's, some while their homes have burned have down burned. themselves. Yes. Yeah. And we have talked with a few people who have been in that exact situation. The 25th annual National Public Lands Day is September 22nd, and all parks are waiving their entrance fees. Which is Amazing. I think this is the third or fourth uh, yeah. across the board for the year. I will say they have cut down the number of free days. Yeah, I think in, there's only four year. this year. And and this is one of them. There are free days at other types of public lands as well. There are plenty of events going on in your area. If the national park, if a national park event is not something you can get to and the National Environmental Education Foundation site, which is NEEF 
USA, all one word, dot org, is hosting these events. So head over there to their website, find out what's going on, how you can participate on Saturday, September 22nd. We'll also link to the National Park Service's related page specifically for what's happening inside the parks. Finally, FMCA, which is a great organization that you should check out if if you're a heavy RV traveler. Their 99th International Convention opened registration this week, March 13th to 16th, 2019, in Perry, Georgia. It's four days of RV education, daytime and nightly entertainment, shopping for RVs as, as part of an RV show, and accessories and all that sort of stuff, fun and socializing with other RVers. You can get a full access pass for $225, which allows you to bring your RV, stay right at the fairgrounds, and enjoy the uh, enjoy the show and all the activities. And there's early bird rates in effect right now, $20 off the gate registration price as well. You can also add electric hookups if you're interested. We're going to try to get down there. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to, but we're going to try to get down there for the, uh, the convention. This yeah, year. we're going to try. We have my brother, my little brother, my baby brother is getting married. It's very weird to say. And I cannot remember the exact date. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that either. So hopefully we will be able to celebrate Jordan and Mai and then pop on over to Georgia and celebrate with FMCA. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we'll get into our fall gear guide. Be right back. All right, we're back with the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. What has one foot and no legs, but carries its house? And the answer is a snail. A snail gets around on one foot. Cute little snail. <laughs> Our winner this week is Tracy Randolph from Arizona, who will be getting a Not All Who Wonder Our Lost t-shirt. And we'll have a new brain teaser where you can have a chance to win at the end of the show. All right, we are ready to do our big fall gear guide. Are you ready? I am so ready. But first, this section of the show is sponsored by Boondockers Welcome. Built by RVers for RVers, Boondockers Welcome offers a unique and inspiring way to travel, connecting you, the RVer, with welcoming local hosts that have overnight RV parking to spare. Boondockers Welcome is built on the spirit that kindness and generosity abound. And for only $30 a year, you too can arrange as many stays as you like to pass a night with those who love the RV lifestyle as much as you do. And best of all, the very best of all, Boondockers Welcome is offering RV Miles listeners 10% off an annual guest privilege subscription with coupon code RVMILES. That's all one word, R-V-M-I-L-E-S. That's 10% off an annual guest subscription at boondockerswelcome.com. And we will also have this information in the show notes. Okay, time for the gear guide. All right, shake it out. Shake Let's it out. do it. Got my coffee. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I love gear guides. They're fun. I know you do. These, this is your two favorite episodes of the year. Gear guides, spring and fall. 
I know. This is what you live for. But before we, we get started, let's just get this right out there and say these that these are here. all items uh, we 100% some... recommend. And no one has paid us to share this information with you. Yes, we may have some items from a sponsor or someone we work with as an affiliate, but we do not base whether or not those items end up on this list because of that relationship. That is completely separate relationship. We love these items. We are excited to share them with you because we do think they are an eclectic mix of maybe things outside of the box that you would use in your everyday camping life or outdoor life even. You don't even have to be a camper. Heck, you need a water bottle, right? Like, Well, we got one to recommend for you. So let's just dive in, Jason. Let's go with the first item on our list. First up is a headlamp. And I love using a headlamp around the campsite. We're sort of less lantern and flashlight people and more headlamp people. For sure. Because, you know, it's hands-free, which is awesome. And a good headlamp is just really indispensable for me to be working outside, to be just hanging out outside at night to be walking to the bathhouse, all that stuff. You can go get some cheap headlamps from Walmart for like 10 bucks, and those can be fine to throw on the kids here and there, but they don't last and they don't work very well. Yeah, especially when they find some friends and it's nighttime at the campground, they all want to run around and throw a cheap headlamp on them. I don't have to worry about whether or not they break it or if it gets lost or anything like that. But when it comes to having a really quality headlamp, I don't think that you can beat this one that you're about to talk about. So what I have is the Night Eyes Radiant 250 rechargeable headlamp. Night Eyes is a great company that I really love. They make all kinds of cool little gadgets. I've talked about them before, but this headlamp is it's 250 lumens. It's super bright and it's got five modes. So you can have it on like the wash mode in dim or bright. You can have the spot mode, which it goes super far, super bright in dim or bright. You can have them on together. And then it's got a red mode as well, which is great for when there's a lot of bugs out, keeps the bugs from being attracted to the light and coming to your face. Which is really nice in this area that we're in right Right. now because it's very buggy. And because it's rechargeable, I don't have to worry about getting batteries. We just plug it in with a little USB cord. If you lose the cord, you can get another one. They're a dime a dozen. We have them for all kinds of electronics around, uh, so we don't have to have a specific cord for it. It's got little lights on it that tell you when the battery's dying. And it's just really rugged. It's really comfortable. The tilt angle, which is really important. Some of them don't tilt at all, but you got to be able to tilt them to be able to point at what you want to look at. And uh, and this one tilts a whole 90 degrees. I, I'm a big fan of it. It's about $50 from Night Eyes, and it's super, super useful headlamp. Uh, another product that we threw on here is one that we don't own. But we just thought it was really cool and we own something similar. So we know this is going to be great from Night Eyes as well. Uh, Just sort of a bonus add on here. They have just come out with this new, it's called the Slaplit LED drink wrap. We've talked about those, those, the slap lights that, that Night Eyes has before that we use for the kids. Like they're like those old 90s slap bracelets, but they light up. You just sort of like they're, I don't know how to describe them. They, you they sl- curl. I was going to say, what do you need to say? You slap it and it curls around your wrist yeah. and makes a bracelet. It's straight. Then you slap it. It curls. It's not straight anymore. They were awesome when I was growing up. I love them for the kids now. And I also love that now your beer or your drink 
gets to be taken to like party level at night. Yeah. And you can so find it and you don't have to worry about knocking it over. It's like a can koozie that's got a light around it. Yeah. It's it's really, really cool. It's idea. a party drink now. Yeah, and you know, you want to be able to find your drink in the dark. For those of you who do not <laughs> use the cup holder in your camp chair, and I might not be looking at you, Jason, but maybe I'm looking at you. <laughs> this is perfect because then you can set it down on the ground if that is your preferred place, and your feet will not knock it over when you stand up because you will see it illuminated, <laughs> easily finding it. And those are eleven ninety nine from Night Eyes. And again, we'll link to all of these items in our show notes. Moving on to something a little more RV specific. Tire pressure is a big deal. You know, we hear about people getting blowouts all the time. And they they often think that they're because of, you know, cheap tires or there's something about the tires that are made in China or whatever it is. Usually what happens when somebody gets a blowout on the road, especially pulling a trailer, is they got a flat and didn't know it. And because the other axle is holding up the trailer, right? So if you've got a two axle trailer, your other axle's holding it up. So the flat tire doesn't look flat. So you need to check your pressure often. Of course, we talk about that all the time, but it's, it's difficult to do that when you're out driving. And if you don't have a tire pressure monitoring system, which are really expensive, how can you check your tires to make sure that nothing's going wrong with them very quickly every time you stop at a gas station or a rest stop or whatever? Well, the best thing that I can recommend you do is get an infrared thermometer. And these are like, it's a laser. It's like a gun that gets the temperature. And what you can do is every time you stop at a gas station or whatever, walk around your RV or your trailer or your or the vehicle you're towing behind you and point the little laser at all the tires and make sure none of them are hotter than the others. If it's hotter, it's probably low on air and or there's some other problem, but that can be an early warning sign that your tire might blow. So this is something that RVers uh, all over are doing right now, and it's it's a really good option. You can also use these infrared thermometers for other things. You can use them for cooking, you know, to test the temperature of your griddle to make sure it's perfect for pancakes. You can check check the coolant in your in your RV or your tow vehicle to make sure that the the temperature of your coolant is matching your gauge. All kinds of stuff. I think they're awesome. You will find any reason to use this because you just walk <laughs> up and be like, pew pew. Yeah, and what's yeah. the temperature of that? <laughs> What's the temperature of that pool there? You guys think it's warm enough to get in? Right. How's that? Well, 80 degrees. That's nice. <laughs> you will, it'll, you'll get a little holster for it. You can just walk around. You can just constantly be like, let me check the temperature of that for you. And there you go. So I've got two different thermometers here, two different ones. The most popular one on Amazon is from a company called E-Tech City, E-T-E-K City, all one word. It's their dual laser thermometer. They have a... They have a single laser thermometer that's like uh, $16. This one's the dual laser is $23.99. They're, this company makes kind of cheap stuff. You know, if you drop this, you're probably going to break it. But it's affordable as well. But if you get a holster for it, then you, you won't can drop get a it. a holster for it. Yeah, yeah sure. See what I'm saying? If you want a professional instrument, there's a company called, I've never, under, I've heard people say it differently. Some say fluke or fluky. Um, F-L-U-K-E, 
they make uh, multimeters for electricians that uh, are very popular. And they also have one of these that it, this this one is a serious instrument. It's it's water resistant. You're not going to break it when you drop it, but it's going to be 84 bucks. It, it's a big price difference and, and it's totally understandable. I haven't paid the money for the expensive fluky version. So next on the list is uh, this is cool. Paper plates. Uh, paper plates you, okay. are a scourge <laughs> on on society yes. to a lot of people. I just love you. We're like, this is so cool. We're going to talk about paper plates. We're going to talk about paper plates. <laughs> Listen, we are going to talk about paper plates. They're a very important part sometimes of... Sometimes you're boondocking. You, you don't want to you know use your water system. Some people don't use their water systems in their RVs at all or your tent camping or whatever. Sometimes there are reasons to use paper plates and that's okay when you have to. But obviously... We're all worried about the environment. We want to make sure we're not, you know, wasting trees and we're not filling up landfills. Uh, of course, paper is recyclable, but we found these paper plates that are kind of awesome. These are Earth's natural alternative biodegradable paper plates. Say that three times fast. Earth, Earth's natural <laughs> is the company. Uh, they're made from unbleached, chlorine-free, pesticide-free, dye-free, natural discarded wheat stock and sugar cane fiber so this is it's discarded material that wasn't going to be used anyway uh, it's not from trees it's not paper and they're microwave safe and they're liquid and oil resistant you can use them for hot and cold food there's no plastic there's no wax lining these are the sturdy kind of paper plates they're not the super flimsy ones and they're compostable I love that, the fact that they you can add them to your compost or you can drop them off somewhere. Or, But it literally says in the description, you can bury these. Yeah. You can just bury it. Yeah. And they're not very expensive. They're they're They are more expensive than paper plates. But what what do we what do we used to pay for like a, a regular set of sturdy paper plates? Well, if you're talking, say, great value, Walmart paper plate somewhere around four dollars if you're talking chinette like those really heavy yeah. sturdy ones you're gonna pay upwards around five or six dollars so these are 676 for a, for a 50 pack which it's more expensive but not so ridiculously more expensive no not at that all you're that you're you know that it's it's worth the the environmental benefit and that for you not feeling bad about using paper plates when you need to yeah i think if you have the extra $3 that you can throw out and purchase these paper plates, then you're not only assisting the environment in doing so, but then you're also assisting someone who maybe at this moment in time doesn't have the extra $3 to throw out and they don't have a choice but to go with these others. So you're kind of offsetting that a little bit. And I love the fact that you can get them on Amazon. You know, you can also get them in giant multi-packs too. If for whatever reason you needed hundreds and hundreds of these, you can get them. But they are cost effective and it's a great alternative for camping lifestyles and activities that you want to do where washing your dishes and using water maybe isn't the most realistic option for you. We talked earlier uh, about how this is the 50th anniversary of the National Trails System. And we actually got it. We since we're on the Lewis and Clark Trail right now, we got a free sticker at the Lewis and Clark Trail Visitor Center. A piece of gear that we want to recommend to you is a new T-shirt that commemorates the, the 50th year of the National Trail System. This is the Trails at 50 T. 
and it's available from American backcountry. And it's from a partnership between the Appalachian Trail Conservancy and the Pacific Crest Trail Association. And it, it's a super soft T-shirt. It is so it's soft. like one of those really soft, like you would feel comfortable walking 15 miles in this thing because it wouldn't rub against you in weird ways and stuff. It's super soft. I wore it the day we went to the Omaha Zoo and we were there for eight and a half hours. And I never once, and it was a very sunny, very warm day. I never once felt like I was overly sweating or suffocating inside that t-shirt. I love it. It's very soft. It's got a very simple design on the front of yeah, it. It's like a hiker. It's like a big, it's an old fashioned, big bearded hiker hiking across the U.S. It's fantastic. With like the mountains and skies in the background. It's really cool. And even though it's super soft, it's actually a recycled polyester blend that uses recycled water bottles. So it's going to dry quicker because it's it's a polyester blend. And uh, 10% of each shirt sold gets donated directly back to the trail organizations. Yeah, so it's $30 for the shirt. And it's only available for a limited time, which is actually why we put it on the fall gear guide as opposed to say something like our holiday gift guide later this year because it is in celebration of the 2018 50th anniversary of the national trail system absolutely recommend getting it you will want to wear it all the time next we have two items for drinking beverages we couldn't have a gear guide (laughs) without having some kind of coffee mug a coffee mug and water bottle are pretty much essential yeah uh, so first we want to mention the Camelback Shoot water bottle with magnetic top. Now, water bottles have gotten a little absurd over the years. Like there, I looked at a water bottle the other day that has a like a squirt bottle in the top of it. Like you can you could use to squirt off your dirty dishes if you're tent camping. No, is that absurd, Jason? Now, or is that absolutely genius? I, because I, I, think I think it's that's really fantastic. cool. I think it's really cool. But. Water bottles have gotten really gadgety, right? So we really like these Camelback shoot water bottles because they're actually fairly simple screw top water bottles back to basics, except for they have one really cool tech feature. And that is the fact that the cap, it's a really nice sealing heavy duty cap that screws on and off. When you flip it up, it magnetically attaches to the side so the cap doesn't slap you in the face. It's great. How and brilliant is that? It's so great. It's so simple. The kids can operate the cap themselves. It's easy to unscrew. It's easy to screw back together. It's 100% leak proof. Yeah, and that, then that, that's the big deal because yes. a lot of a lot of the sort of gadgetier ones have different ways for you to open them and drink them easily and quickly. A lot of those leak. Yes, and within... The first use of the water bottle with our younger one, he had already knocked it over after he was drinking and just knocked it over walking away. Didn't leak, didn't have an issue. Now, of course, if you do not screw that cap on all the way, it's going to leak. That's a given. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that it's magnetic. I love that the kids can flip it open easily. It stays put. Then they can close it up. It's not too big. It fits perfectly into the side of their backpacks. Fantastic water And this is bottle. the 0.75 liter yes. version. And we have the L.L. Bean versions of these. They have the big L.L. Bean logo on the side. 
uh, and you can get those from L.L. Bean, but Camelback makes other ones, and you can get them from a lot of different outdoor retailers as well as on Amazon. Yeah, and, you know, a couple things to think about, too, and these are important. They're BPA, BPS, and BPF-free, and they're not super expensive. One water bottle is about fifteen ninety five, and it's absolutely worth it. And, of course, Abby always needs a new coffee mug. So we come to the most important I think, part of the gear guide. I think Abby's finally <laughs> found her favorite coffee coffee mug. I'm still in the the Walmart Yeti knockoff camp. Uh, the you know this the silver aluminum Yeti ripoffs that Walmart sells very cheaply. I like those for pretty much everything. I drink unless it's going in a backpack. But I like those. <laughs> what I like about this one, and what I also like about our smaller uh, GSI be an outsider coffee mug is that they have handles. So this one I found, I just randomly happened upon at Target because I just randomly walk around Target is the Campy Travel Mug 16 ounce stainless steel from Elo. And it's made to, it sort of looks like old camping enamel wear with like a, a nicer color. It's sort of like a yeah, it's a speckled, like a it's a blue speckled teal. Yeah. yeah. And it's speckled white. It retails for about $14.50. It's got a really great on the inside. So it has a handle on the side of it. It's 16 ounces. So it's tall. And on the side of the handle, under the under part of the handle is cork board. And I love that because it's very soft when you're holding it. It's a tight fitting plastic lid that has a slide open and close spout that has been incredibly seal proof. I have, and I fully admit, knocked this mug over a couple of times, especially during travel days when I'm sitting here and we're driving and it gets bumpy and boom, it tips over. I have not had any issues with it. It's very easy to clean. It's dishwasher safe. Cannot recommend it enough. And it keeps the coffee and I haven't done cold liquids in it. I only do hot liquids. I only do hot coffee in it. It keeps that coffee super scalding hot for hours. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to have a comfortable coffee mug, too, because I think we put a lot of emphasis on how long your coffee stays warm in a, any particular mug. And insulation is nice and important. But I think sometimes we put a little too much emphasis on that. Like, are you really going to be drinking that same cup of coffee six hours later? Maybe. Maybe oh, if you, Only if you forgot about it, uh, <laughs> which happens maybe. all the time. But yes. Now, you're a type of individual, though, who doesn't like to drink his coffee until it's lukewarm. Yeah, see, I like I like mine to cool down. Like, yeah, sometimes I don't I'll, Sometimes that. I'll put it in my, you know, Yeti Walmart riffoffs, and and uh, it's it stays too hot for too long. I, I have to take yeah. the lid off and let it cool off. I, I just, I don't, I like it to be, I don't like it to be hot, but I don't like it to be like. That's just not a world I can understand hot. living in. I don't know how you can drink that coffee. I mean, for me. A hot cup of coffee is a hot cup of coffee. That is that is what I want. And I don't want it to just be hot for the first five minutes. I want it to be hot the entire time I'm drinking it. And this particular coffee mug from Elo does the trick. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, we've got four more items and actually five. Well, 4.5 items. 4.5 items. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then we've got our new brain teaser. And then we're done. And then we're done. And then we're done. We can all go on with our lives. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back and we are rocking and rolling through our fall gear guide for 2018. If you are a camera person, if you do photography or videography or whatever, you might be doing some adventure photography. You're taking cameras out with you in your RV out on the trail. You know that finding the perfect camera bag is very difficult. And everybody has different needs for different types of camera bags. And I've been searching for one that I would really like for a very long time. And I really want a camera backpack. I think a backpack is important for me. And I've had a couple cheaper ones that I wasn't crazy about. Now I have the Shimoda Explore 40 backpack. They have a 40 liter and a 60 liter version. 60 liters, very big. Uh, but the 40 liter version is, is sort of perfect for me. And what this is, is a system where the backpack is really well-designed backpack. It's got a metal interior frame because you're holding camera gear. So you need some extra weight. It's adjustable height on your back, depending on how tall you are, how big your, your frame is. It's waterproof. It's, it's a super well-made backpack and there's room for a laptop sleeve and, and, and some other gear. But then it has these removable packs that you can configure in different ways. And these are sort of like what's in those sort of like hard dividers that are in camera bags. And th this particular system I have has two of them. You can put three in there, you can put just one in, and you can pull these out individually and use them as their own little individual camera bags if you wanted to. If you're going out on a trail and you want to bring your camera but not your video gear, you can pull that out really quickly. You just pull the one unit out. Uh, if you want to bring both, you put them both in. You can open it from its side so you can use it like a sling pack, meaning you leave one shoulder on and you just bring the backpack around to the front of you while it's still on your body and you can open it up from the side and pull your camera out which is awesome when you're somewhere where you don't want to like drop any gear or you don't want to set the backpack on like muddy ground. Or I think when you're just trying to be incredibly quiet, like let's say you come yeah. upon wildlife yeah. and you just really want to quickly and quietly pull that pack around and get to your camera, the less movement you can make, the better. This, what I love about this is also, it is an incredibly sleek, modern, smart looking pack too. We have the night blue, and I just, I think it looks so good. Yeah, the night blue is is pretty. And then there's also the, I don't know what the name of the other color is, but it's it's a it's a light blue. And, and actually, our, the insert kit in ours is the light blue color, which is cool because they kind of like uh, offset each other. This is, this is just an awesome backpack if you use camera gear or any sort of sensitive electronic equipment that you need to take out with you. I've actually moved to doing more video and less photography, and this works for that stuff every bit as well. Yeah, and I think when you are going out with equipment that is expensive, you want something that's going to protect it. And this isn't a cheap backpack. It's retailing for around $250, but it will absolutely serve your needs and it will keep your items safe you know, camera equipment, video equipment, it's that's hundreds, thousands of dollars worth of stuff that you're taking out there with you. I love the fact that when we have our things in this bag, I feel that they are safe and they're compartmentalized, which is nice too. So there's extra padding for those items as well. It's 
a great bag. It is a true hiking backpack. You yes. know, it's got the waist strap. It's got the chest strap. And there's lots of places to attach stuff to those straps. So you can attach your camera to the straps so you can, you know, have a quick draw. That way you can put your cell phone or granola bars or whatever into some of the pouches on the waist strap. So you don't have to open up the bag to get that stuff out quickly. So my one very small complaint about this bag is that there is nowhere to put a water bottle. So when Jason is wearing this, he's not able to carry a water bottle for himself. I'm then carrying his water bottle in mine because we generally like everyone to have their own water bottle when we're out. So that's my only very small. Yeah, the only complaint. thing you can really what you can do is you can hang a water bottle from from a from a carabiner. You could, but Which that is to me is not a, very comfortable. Yeah, I don't it, want it that sort of, slapping up against yeah, my leg. Yeah, it flops around. And yeah, stuff. yeah, I that is not something I personally care to do. But certainly, you if you are out solo by yourself, that is more. That is an absolute option. I'm sure there are other little gadgets out there you could buy too that you could configure a way to have a water bottle attached. Yeah. Next on the list is our favorite new toy, and we've had friends that have had these, and we finally got one, and we're so. Happy to have one. And they are super cool for campgrounds. This is the Slackers Slackline. And if you've never seen a Slackline before, it's sort of like a tightrope, but it's it's a it's a band, maybe like a two inch wide band that you use a ratchet strap to tighten up between two trees or two poles or something like that. And you sort of like walk the tightrope, but you can also slacken it up a bit and People bounce on them. They, you can jump up and down on them, like almost like a very, very, very thin trampoline. Yeah. And they're great, too, because they also come with a teaching line. So you have something to hold on to as well. It's not just one bottom slack line. You can have this other slack line that's arms, arm height, and you can hold on to it and be on it. The kids, we put this up a couple of days ago. It's the first time we've had a chance to use it where we've been somewhere we where we can use it. And they have spent hours out there they love it i love seeing them get out there playing in the campground not asking me for my phone it's fantastic they all kind of get on it together and they they sort of line up and they like try to shake it and knock each other knock off each other off. you know and they're only a foot and a half off the ground so yeah. it's safe uh and you can put it up higher or lower of course yeah, you can do whatever you want to do with it now one of the things to always make sure, though, is that you can attach it to trees at your campground because some of those yeah. things like just like a hammock, there will be some campgrounds that would prefer that you do not do that. So always make sure to check first before you actually put it up. But it is retailing for fifty nine ninety nine. It's absolutely worth it. It's very compact, too. So it's easy to store and take with you. Yeah, it comes in a bag. And, and, and so and, and the the ratchets are ginormous, yeah. super strong. Well, you want them to be, so. <laughs> and and we found sort of a bonus is that it kind of acts like a clothesline. I've got our beach towels hanging out on it right now. And and you can just sort of throw stuff over it like that and use it for other things. Yeah, so, it's really great. It's absolutely worth it. It's worth it to have for fall camping. It's also something great to think about later on in the year when you're looking at holiday items for family campers. It's just nice to have fun games and 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 activities that that become big in the campground but pack away really small and this is just perfect for that yeah i wish we could figure out how to get a more compact bags game with us because i yeah. would take that away yeah or i would take that with me 
wherever we go. So we'll we'll link to that. LL Bean sells it, but but you can also get it from other. Oh yeah, it's brands all over well. the it's place. Over Slackers the place. is the mm-hmm. actual company, and you can get it across the interwebs. Speaking of LL Bean, uh, this is this is <laughs> our favorite LL Bean product that we've come across. I think, or at least at least mine at this point. Um, their rain jackets are just awesome. Yeah, I'm really enjoying. We have for our kids, we have the trail model rain jacket, the kids version, which retails for $59. One of the things I love the most, and we've owned a few rain jackets. We've owned Land's End. We've owned Columbia. We've had some North Face. What I really like about this L.L. Bean one is that it has a reflective material on yeah, the actual jacket. It's look, a 3M Scotchlight reflective material. When they walk around during the day, it doesn't really look like it. But at night, if they if a light gets shined at it, it's it's reflective all over. Not just like sometimes it's just at the zipper or just at the collar or the or the wrist. The whole thing has reflective run through it um, in a really cool sort of almost like a topography pattern. Yeah. And our kids have sort of the olive green colored one. It's machine washable. You know, it's it's packable, very packable. It packs in itself, which is one thing I really love. So it's going to it's going to pack inside itself. It's going to become really compact. It fits perfectly into a backpack. It's lightweight. The shell is made of their tech Two, which is this waterproof system they kind of have. So it's like two layers and it's got chin guard and it's really the zippers are so strong. It's an absolutely fantastic, durable rain jacket. This is the thing with kids, especially if you're full time traveling with kids, you want their products to be incredibly durable. You want especially for us, we actually really want to be able to pass down some of the stuff that Jack owns to be able to pass it on yeah. to Ethan Ethan to be able to pass it on to Henry. I have learned over the years that in order for that to happen, I can't buy the $19 rain jacket from Target. My kids are really rough and tumble. This one, this is going to pass down. I'm super excited about these rain jackets for the kids. I'm also super excited about the rain jackets that you and I own as adults as well, because we have over the years gone through a lot of rain jackets and never fully had something 100% waterproof. And I think for anyone who has had to break down camp unexpectedly in the rain, there is nothing worse than getting out there in your rain jacket, trying to tear everything down quickly and dealing with the fact that you yourself are getting soaked at the same time when you did not expect it to be like that. Yeah. So ours are, they make the, the trail model for adults as well that the kids have but ours are not the trail model ours are the tech 023l storm jacket and these they're they are beasts like i feel like i could go in some massive downpours in these and yet you don't even really feel like you're wearing them they're a beast that weighs nothing (laughs) and that that tech material it it really does breathe so you do stay waterproof but it does breathe so you don't get sweaty in, inside because of because of all the heat being trapped in plus they have vents under the arms that you can zip open for even more ventilation yeah when we got last week when we got back on the road we were leaving my parents and of course 
it starts raining and we're dealing with rain and we're trying to bring stuff back and forth from inside the house and just finishing up. We needed to get on the road and I was wearing mine and you were wearing yours. I was very active. I was moving a lot. I never felt like I was suffocating inside that jacket or that it was sticking to me. I've had rain jackets where if you're not wearing clothing between you and the rain jacket, you just feel like the jacket yeah. is su like suctioning onto your skin. You know, a lot of rain jackets, you can't really do a whole lot in them. Your your arm movement is it's really uncomfortable because they sort of have these straight, stiff arms. These have articulated arms, so you can really get a lot of range of motion and do a lot of stuff. Like you said, perfect for if it is pouring and you need to go pack up the campsite. You just have to do it. Th these are just going to be excellent for that. And it's so funny to sit here and go on and on about a rain jacket, but I don't think you realize just how fantastic a particular item is, especially an item to keep you warm or dry until you actually put one on that does what you're hoping it will do. Yeah. And then you say to yourself, oh, where have you been all my life? <laughs> and then you want to tell the world about it. <laughs> So the Tech 023L Storm Jacket for men and women retails for $199. Now, if you want to look at something that's a little bit lower in the price point area, like Jason mentioned, they also have the trail model rain jackets for men and women, which are what our boys have for kids. And those are going to retail for $79. But and the adult ones of those are packable, just like the kids ones. So the they are, model, it, you, yeah. you can throw them in a backpack. The rain jackets that we have, you're not going to be throwing in a backpack. No, easily because they're 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 fairly big. You know, they're not meant to crush. No. And just like with the camera backpack with the headlamp, there are just some things at this point. I feel that if you can't afford to spend a little extra one hundred and ninety nine dollar rain jacket isn't just going to be a one season rain jacket. It's going to be a lifetime rain rain jacket yeah. for you. And oh, it will yeah. be absolutely worth the investment. Yeah. OK. Final item on the list. As I mentioned before, I'm moving us a little bit away from photography to videography. We're doing a lot of videos. We're trying to really bump up our YouTube presence, but also it's just fun to have videos of the places we go for travel memories. So what we have recently purchased, and these are not new to the market, but they're, they're going to be all the rage. I guarantee it. It's coming down the pipeline. You don't see a lot of them out there yet, but you're going to see more. This is a smartphone stabilizer or gimbal, as it's called in the film industry. What we have is the Osmo Mobile 2, which is made by a company called DJI. DJI makes the best drones out there, and they've used their stabilization technology for drones and, and put it in this handheld device, which you put your cell phone into. If you've got a, you've got a decent smartphone, with a decent camera on it, you put your cell phone into this thing and it holds it really securely and, and it makes it completely steady. So you can take these gorgeous, really steady shots of wherever you are running, walking, there's a sport mode. So you can really rock and roll with one in your hand as you're on a skateboard or something like that on a bike. And it holds the camera really steady. It really looks like you've got a film crew following you. It's it's amazing the stuff you can get from just a cell phone. Yeah. The footage that Jason has shot recently of some of our adventures have absolutely blown my mind because 
we've been using our phone for a while and I couldn't believe it was being shot just on our iPhone. It's just really phenomenal. So if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube yet, head on over there. You can do Our Wandering Family is where a lot of our personal travel videos are going to pop up. But then we're also really trying with the RV Miles to start sharing more of the campground locations we're doing. And Jason is using this Osmo to do that. He just put the first one up of the campground we were at in Omaha. I was blown away. I have been on the fence with him about purchasing one of these because they're not cheap. They're $138. But you know what? I, I honestly, I think that is an incredible deal because I, know, I, I, I think they could be selling these for twice that. You're probably right. I mean, after I saw the footage, you are right. This is $138 is, is absolutely worth it. If vlogging videography is really, really important to you and it's the way you want to document your travels. Because what I was doing, I was using our our SLR camera, our digital camera yeah. to do video. And it's just, it's bulky. It takes up space. Like I can literally walk this. We, we went to the, the zoo in Omaha. Great zoo. So I spent the whole day with this thing in my hand and never got uncomfortable. Was always happy to have it in my hand, happy to quickly grab video. You, the controls on it, your thumb and fingers reach right to, you don't have to touch the screen on your phone at all. You can hit record right there and you can adjust it and, and do all sorts of different shots like boom shots, tracking shots. It will track a person. So you can, you can have it, you can be following like, like I can walk behind the kids as they're running up to a playground or something. And I can click on one of them and it will track them And and the head of it will move with the motors inside to follow them and keep them centered in the shot without me having to worry about that. And you can use that same technology on a tripod to shoot videos of yourself. So if you're you're wanting to do like a, a travel blog and you want to stand in front of the camera, you can do that, set the camera up on the Osmo on a tripod, and you'll still be able to move around and it will track you. If there is one thing, actually two things I wish that this came with, and I'm sure there are plenty of accessories to go with this stabilizer. I wish that the camera, your phone, was a little bit more protected. I wish there was some well, sort of casing you could put it into. If So we have iPhone 8s, uh, eight, the 8 Pluses, which are very large, uh, pretty much the largest phones out there. If we had a smaller phone, uh, if we had just the regular iPhone 8, I think we could leave our cases on and put it in the Osmo. But it's just the max size. And with my case on is just too big to fit in the Osmo. So that being said, I wish that we could. Yeah. I wish it was made so that you could have these iPhone 8s because it's not like only a few people have iPhone 8 yeah. pluses. A lot of people have them. Yeah. I also wish that it came with some kind of way to carry it, have the handle. And then there's like um, it's almost like a figure, like a seven sort of in the way that it's shaped a little bit. It's a little bulky. To try and just put down somewhere. It's a yeah. little top heavy, especially yeah. if your phone is in it. I'm sure that these are the type of accessories, if they aren't already available, will eventually become available as this becomes more popular. But I do wish that when you weren't using it, you had a way to have it on you so that you didn't actually have to set it down. Yeah, I wish I could. It, just a wrist strap would be great for but that. Then you're, but then you're still sort of banging yeah. your 
phone against But at least that leg. would be a safety from dropping it, you know? Correct. Or, you know, a safety from someone walking yeah. by and just snatching it and taking off. Like, those are just the couple things as we used it all day at the zoo. And we've been consistently using it on this leg of the travel that I have noticed has been a little bit cumbersome. But I think I can add a wrist strap to the camera, the, to the tripod mount. I think I can do a screw in sort of wrist strap there. And I just wish you didn't I, I have do to that. do that. Yeah. You know, I wish that I it, wish was it came with that yeah. too. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a super device. I think you're going to see a heck of a lot more of them out there. You can do, you can do time lapses that trace across the sky. You can just do all kinds of really cool shots with them. And I'm super excited about playing with it more. So on that note, that's that's our gear list. We did it. We did it. We got through it. Fall gear guide overdone. Sign sealed delivered. So we will put uh, descriptions of these in an article uh, on the website and, and links to purchase them wherever they can be purchased. We'd be happy if you would purchase them through our affiliate links on our on our site. So instead of going to purchase them on amazon.com or whatever you're going to do. If you actually go to our website and, and click on it and purchase it that way, it doesn't cost you a cent more, but we get a tiny, tiny little kickback and some recognition for you purchasing it through us. And that always helps. And on that note, Mr. Upperson, do you have a brain teaser for us this week? I do. And this is, this is one you'll easily get if you've, if you've read a sort of famous book, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I think it's, it's good and classic. Voiceless it cries, wingless flutters, toothless bites, mouthless mutters. What is it? Ooh. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. We sure will. And if you are enjoying this podcast, and we hope that you are, we would love a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. That just kind of helps get us in front of more people. Or we would love a share around your social media or your next campfire. But until next week, thank you as always for joining us. We hope you have a fantastic week ahead and keep logging those RV miles. Bye. <laughs>